Good afternoon. Welcome to North Point of View. I'm here with Dr. Walter Kimsey's. Walter. Hi there. Hey, how are you? I'm good, man. How's it going? It's great. I just want to make sure my my unofficial sponsors are are covered in in our call today. It's a fine Georgia company. Uh, there you go, man. Shout out. So today, um, I'm going to do it. We're going East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> 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 but we're talking about market share of container volume. So um, it's sort of like a different conversation, but, mm-hmm. um, but it's real and it's happening. We had a, a flashpoint this week. Uh, the September numbers came out and I incorrectly stated New York beat LA and Long Beach for the first time ever, but just literally in the last 30 years, right? So give That's us some correct. historic context. Right, so up until 1990, uh, the port of New York handled more containers uh, than the ports of Los Angeles and Long Beach, both combined and, and separate, you know, uh, That's, that's insane to think about based on the numbers currently. Exactly, because yeah. see, in 1980, we passed the Staggers Act, which deregulated trucking and, and, and railroads and for the first time, those industries in at least, you know, 50 years, maybe longer, they were able to, to structure new services, make new offerings to the market. Because prior to that, they had to deal with the interstate, you know, commission and everything they did. The rates were regulated. The service offering was regulated. And basically, you were trying to walk on a tightrope with your hands and feet tight together. And by the way, students, that Staggers Act of 1980 will be on the final exam, right? Exactly. That's a big one, right? Exactly. If you don't know that one, you failed the class. Exactly. You're, you're, you're retired. If you know it, you're retired. If you don't know it, you're not retired. So basically, uh, up until 1990, the Port of New York was bringing boxes in from Asia. And a lot of those containers were trucked or railed back to the West Coast. And suddenly, the industry got this great idea. Why don't we have them, the West Coast stuff come into the West Coast? And then they had a second, even brighter idea is why don't we bring the East Coast stuff to the West Coast as well? We'll leave the West Coast stuff in the West Coast and we'll rail it over to Chicago, where the railroad system in the US and North America, as a matter of fact, you know, gets together. That's where East meets West. You know, Chicago actually sees and has always seen more containers than any individual port in this country. Right. And that's just simply because of the, you know, the intermodal shift of containers from east to west. Trading center of the country. Exactly. So now, prior to now, in the meantime, but now East Coast is taking market share, has been taking market share from the West Coast. Right. For the last half dozen years easily but now it's exceeding and obviously the big thing is cost right we talked about that for years it's cost 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 right that's right so my friends at Descartes it's a nice uh, logistics company they have a lot of technology embedded in their system they also uh, publish uh, container data through the company called data mine and uh, my friends there have uh, been jumping on on this particular trend for quite some time. They've they've been observing that right. that that shift from the West Coast to the East Coast. Yeah, um, and uh, they were the ones who flagged to me, or at least I, I get an email from them, a newsletter. And uh, my friend Chris Jones flagged that uh, New York had more than L.A. Uh, and Long Beach, 
uh, in the month of September. Yeah, huge. And so a lot of but, reasons, right? But the, not collectively, right? I mean, right, if, yeah, if you yeah, add yeah. them up, they're still, yeah. Right. But it's a it's sort of a watershed moment um, because with one single stat, you see the market share coming back to the East Coast. Mm-hmm. You've had a couple of major uh, events, right? The expansion of the Panama Canal, the size of the boats, the ships coming through, mm-hmm. the amount of volume, the the cost um, of doing business on the West Coast, right? Yeah. The restrictions, environmental issues, the congestion. Uh-huh. I mean, congestion has got to be, I mean, it, the cost, the amount of time that a trucker sits waiting to get to the port, hopefully picks up a box and comes out of there, mm-hmm. uh, puts tremendous strain and adds cost to the system, right? Right. So about a month or so ago, maybe a little longer, uh, Paul Page, you know, our, our buddy over at the Wall Street yeah. Journal, he uh, cited- Who's your buddy? Yeah. I, don't, I don't know him, but- Oh, I, well, I'll take you to lunch. <laughs> so he cited data mines uh, number 2.4 million Import TEUs per month is the congestion point that DataMine estimated for if we do more than that through our ports, some of, at least some of our ports are going to be congested. They're not going to be able to move things through very freely. And um, I mean, right now the number is falling off because we're, for the first time in two years, past posts, you know, a, a peak season. Right. So, um, you know, although the year on year numbers are, are negative, like Georgia Port Authority just reported minus 9.8% October this year to October last year. It's a relief. Our yeah. ports, our system wasn't designed to handle all of that. Um, the port in New York uh, is a, uh, had capacity, but uh, up until the pandemic started, but they've been struggling quite a bit too. Um, you know, a lot of truck drivers have to get in line and sometimes on some days, they don't even get into the terminal yeah. in that area. So it's been very tough. But the really weird thing is we still have ships waiting to get into the ports of New York, Savannah, Norfolk, uh, Charleston, L.A., Long Beach. We still have ships waiting, you know, at sea to, you know, anchored at sea waiting to uh, get a berth. And the numbers for September and for October are coming in below where we were a year ago. So how can we still have ships waiting to get into the ports and yet the year-on-year numbers are lower? Yeah, so I, not getting it off the dock floor, right? It's not it's, moving. That's right. Well, that's part of it. I asked our friend Rick Abrilson, and Rick gave me like 15 reasons for yeah, that. Of course Rick did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but the obvious one is, is that a year ago, you know, L.A. Long Beach had over 100 ships sitting, you know, anchored at, at, at sea waiting to get, in, to get to a berth. Savannah didn't have that many, but still, we now have fewer ships today than we had a year ago. And those ships are not fully loaded. They're running at 80 to 90 percent capacity utilization. So uh, in my mind, this is a really good thing because I mean, we need to take a break here and go check out the ship to shore cranes. I mean, they've been operating at peak demand capacity levels for the last two years, since August of 2020. Yeah, 110%. I mean, we hit the, yeah. we've gone inside on the Port of Savannah, mm-hmm. that 20% margin has been gone for two years, right? Exactly. Yeah. So everybody needs a, a good break. And, and back to the trend line that you and mm-hmm. I've talked about so many times, right? Right. I mean, you keep telling me, don't look at the dips, look at the trend line. Yeah. 
And so uh, what, I, what I've uh, told uh, the port industry, I don't know if you know this, but I'm now a partner of the American Association of Port Authorities. Um, we're collecting data from the ports and we're going to report it, you know, uh, put out a quarterly report. We'll share the data with the ports, of course, but uh, we will be publishing something with the AAPA. And basically it'll be about exactly that. What's the trend line and how are you doing relative to the trend? So we'll, we'll give them that. Obviously the West Coast, East Coast thing is a conversation that, that'll continue. You know, one of the big issues now is the focus on uh, you know, EV mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, the power supply uh, to fuel the electric vehicles and the port and the other restrictions may or may not be available on the West Coast. Yeah. You know, I've seen some pretty stupid stuff in the last two years. Tell me I, what you really think. <laughs> I see the Federal Reserve raising interest rates to solve a supply problem. Yeah. That does not compute. I've seen big retail companies uh, that trade on the stock market order in more and more goods as if we were going to stay sheltered indoors for the next 100 years when nobody wants to stay indoors that much. Right. So we've seen that kind of stupidity. And then we see the you know even higher level of stupidity about we're all going to shift to electric cars in two years because uh, there's a lot of forest fires out there and it's, uh, we don't have enough water. Um, and uh, so we're all going to shift to electric vehicles. Well, you know how much water it takes to make an electric vehicle? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> for the chips, for the batteries, for the car itself. Um, and we've talked about... <laughs> I don't get it. Mark. We've talked about the ESG mantra and some of the mm -hmm. things that some of the corporations are doing, municipalities are doing to try to, you know, appease the shareholders or the masses. But in actuality, if you look behind the numbers, they don't add up. Right. They don't. We don't have the ability to generate enough electricity to power the fleet of vehicles that are used in California. We see all of these electric truck companies out there at trucking conventions showing their vehicles. But a friend of mine who works uh, as a senior executive at a trucking company told me they bought four electric trucks and their primary use because they can't really use them. They don't they run out of power too quickly. So the primary use is for these displays at conferences. Photo where they ops. Exactly. <laughs> so they're great photo ops. Wave the green flag, right? As always, Walter, it's a pleasure. Thanks for everything, man. All right. Good, good seeing you, Mark. All Take right. care. See you.